Welcome to True Story. I'm Dave Holmes. I'm Mike Doty. This episode begins with a Chiron that says the joke backfires. Joke backfires. Yes. It does it ever. Man. This really, poor Kevin, has been sent off. Yes. Into, he's been sent off kind of like, he's just been pushed, he's been isolated. He's been pushed out on an ice flow. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he has isolated himself. Well, that's thought. true. That's true. They have exacerbated, mm-hmm. uh, exacerbated it. If mm-hmm. you remember on the last episode, they pretended they were different personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> Eric was in in the oh, the immortal phrase, a nerdy gay. A nerdy gay. <laughs> which is, at some point, Dave, you must have said that to yourself. You said, I'm a nerdy gay. I'm a nerdy gay. Yeah, I've been all kinds of gays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, what I what I love about it is that it, you know essentially is I'm a gay. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm like, a, uh, <laughs> like you take the adjective out and you just make it I'm a gay. And that's the thing you would say in 1992. Perhaps. A gay. I okay. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, and by the way, the the whole uh, opening sequence is set to seals crazy. Just to let you know nice. that things are a little off kilter. Things are however going to survive yeah. unless you get a little crazy. Now, one thing that uh, that we both noticed at the beginning of this episode is they deal with the aftermath from the the prank heard around the world. Yes. Uh, where is Heather through this whole thing? Yes. In the op- in the planning stages, she was there. Yeah, and, and then, then she mysteriously disappeared. She, I guess, she drew from the from the jar that they put different uh, personality uh-huh. fakery types in there. She maybe just got one she didn't want. Yeah. Maybe she drew the kleptomaniac hippie that Norman drew yeah. and she was like I don't want this or she got invisible <laughs> she made herself invisible oh I drew not on this episode yeah uh, yeah away uh, Andre by the way in, in in my favorite angle of the entire season one of the real world yeah. uh, in his interview he's shot from above he's leaning back in a chair his hair cascading down his shoulders in the back yes. of the chair, uh, says that, uh, you know, really it's Kevin's fault because he didn't he didn't know enough about me to know that I would never join a bluegrass band. He thought I was in a bluegrass band. Yes. Show, just shows he doesn't know a single thing, not a single thing about me. Well, it's Andre, a- again, in 2016 is in a bluegrass band. <laughs> or at least this century was. I don't know if they're still together. I... I just loved how sincere and bitter and emotional he was. Uh-huh. Kevin knows absolutely nothing about. Nothing. I mean, it was really it was it was deep. Yeah, it like, was it was deep. Uh, they um, they Kevin comes home. They show there here comes another plane. Uh, they show him the the video of them uh, of them bonding in a sense. Yes, uh, says Julie. Essentially, we um, were bonding. Oh, I, uh, before he walks in the door, uh, uh, Eric says, "That's the meanest thing I've ever done." He's probably going to kill himself. He's probably going to kill himself. Whoa! He's turns probably... out Eric's a nerdy gay, and Norman's a kleptomaniacal hippie. I, I mean, yeah, I some need people to have died. done for two weeks yes. uh, acting differently than they did the last time I saw them. I better kill myself. Um, and he's saying that as he shovels uh, some early Ben and Jerry's into his mouth. Yes, indeed, that old packaging. Nineteen ninety-two Ben yep. and Jerry's. Yeah. Uh, um, Kevin reveals that he was pissed at Julie for having had sex. Right, which that's that's a lot right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh you became man. So you took a, you took control of your own oh, sexual identity. Oh, man. I was pissed at you. I was pissed well, at you for that. Kevin clearly took the show as like a social justice responsibility. Yeah, 
and you can observe the many complications of social responsibility in the early 90s, one of which was this kind of post-AIDS weird prudishness, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like George Michael's uh, uh, monogamy. Uh-huh. Like, we all had to live that. Yeah. He had to do a disclaimer before the I Want Your Sex video. Yes. This is not about... This is not about free love or casual sex, right? Didn't he say like yeah. at, at a Dutch angle? He was like, "This is not a song about casual sex." And it was it was clearly a beard. Oh was, yeah, yeah. It was like his hairdresser. Yeah, like a, like it was a, 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 a lady a that was like weird. twenty weird years older than him. What a weird time, by the way. And he was like fucking working men's rooms. Oh like yeah, goddamn professional. Yeah, nineteen ninety two. Totally. Get out of here. Um, there there was a moment that made us both stand up. Not stand up, but sit up in our seats. Yes. Um, where uh, Eric, in a vest, nothing underneath, and a top hat, just gets himself into... Like, he's a model through and through. Yes. You know what I mean? He's He knows what the fuck he's doing at every... He's never not a model. There's a moment where you can just tell that he knows the camera's on him, and it's just like, my abs are not featured enough. Yes. I need to, I need to move around and flex that. And it is... It truly, it's perfect. He, he grabs his crotch. beautiful. Yeah. Well, he sort of brushes his crotch mm-hmm. in those. There was sort of like this weird Peruvian print, very loose pants that people used to wear yeah. on the time. Yeah, yeah. but it, like his draping himself on the couch was mm-hmm. just really. It was. It was like no, really. Did you do that? Yeah, Did you do I that would. on television? I would all the time. I would do that in a job interview <laughs> if I had a body like that. Yeah, I'd be walking around in a leather vest and no shirt. Yeah, Kevin. So Kevin is back. Kevin is back, but his position in the house, you know, it's a little tenuous. Yeah, it's a little tenuous. You know, I mean, I think he's feeling a little bit left out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's already, you know, he's he's dealing with some deficits. You know what I mean? Like yep. he 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 grew up without a father, yep. a mother whose love was a fist or something like that. Yes, uh, he's he's having a rough time. It will be a rough episode for him. Yes, uh, but before we get there, there's a thing that I have wondered about since 1992. What was the nature of Larry Johnson's involvement with Bill and Murray Productions? Because there is there it, it is clear that Heather knows something is coming, right? right? Like it, it is as though somebody in the production was like, "We need all of the women to be at home. Something's going to happen." Yes, and like, and I'm assuming that through through the production, they got tickets to the. Trailblazers? Uh, it was the, the Charlotte. Charlotte, but, right, right, right. But the whole time, Heather's Heather's going, Larry Johnson, oh, Larry right, Johnson's so hot. I'm married to Larry Johnson. He's my husband. I'm going to touch his ass. ass. I'm going to yeah. get arrested because I'm going to grab his butt. Yep. And it's, and it's, she talks about him so much and she has such, like, she has such an, an expectation that something is going to happen that right. it will be Larry Johnson centered. Right. Uh, and I just don't understand, like, I, I don't know if they, now we would know that it's like, you know, thanks to the help of, you know, Fathead.com right. We secured the involvement Of Larry Johnson Or whatever right. It would all be Very above board But now it's like It's this weird Cameo appearance That we're allowed To think just happened But it didn't just happen Yeah well eventually When they when they do go To the Meadowlands To see the game He's all like Hey Heather B It's great to see you Yeah And so yeah, something, and yeah. This was not A famous television show This show had not aired yeah. I mean it was MTV It had yeah. MTV had the imprimatur right, of MTV on, right. so I guess people would want to get involved. But Larry was like, was like, he was, he was a a, a sport about it. He was mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm going to be a trooper. Yeah. I'm going to, you well, know, I mean, he's going to get some airtime. Yeah. What's well, not to be a trooper about? Yeah. Uh, so they expect uh, Heather anyway expects the uh, an appearance from Larry Johnson, which doesn't come. Uh, who we get instead is Na- is Norman. 
with a bag of M&Ms. <laughs> You're never there's been to nothing, there's nothing, there are very few things in this world that make me happier than when somebody puts the accent on the first M in M&Ms. <laughs> and somebody is like, bag oh, of bag of M&Ms. Like, I don't know why that just, it just delights my soul. I, it delights my fucking soul. I am delighted by Norman. I love Norman. He's terrific. He's like, he's one of the greatest of all time. He really is terrific. Yeah. He's terrific. Yeah. He lives in this neighborhood, I think. You know uh, what he is? He's a nerdy gay. He is he's a, a nerdy, nerdy gay. gay. You better believe he's yep. a nerdy gay. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, Larry Johnson does not come, but, but what does come comes. is a, uh, a a brochure about Jamaica. Yes. Uh, so the the women are going to Jamaica. Yep. This this it feels like the most heavily produced sh- uh, episode so far. It it feels to me like some higher up was like nothing's happening. We're not getting anything. Right. I don't know what we're, right. I don't know what we're gonna do. So we gotta we gotta send them to a basketball game and we gotta send the women to Jamaica. We right. Start intervening here because just letting them do their own thing was not was not working out. We got to prod them. You know, it's so funny because I, in fact, had a thought during this episode because what immediately happens after they get the tickets to Jamaica and they all mm-hmm. freak out and there's some more cursory remarks about Larry Johnson's ass mm-hmm. is Heather and uh, and Julie get on the phone and start calling people oh, in the phone book, I love pretending it. their names are Thelma and Louise. and Louise. Well, it starts with her, uh, like, they're just sitting and they're talking about how exciting it is that they're yes. going to Jamaica. And Heather, just very, really everything that Heather says and does is perfect. Yes. I think she's fantastic. She goes, oh, let me tell my friend. And just, just grabs for the phone. And just the way that she says it, it's just like it's like a yeah. line that somebody wrote. Yeah. So they start just calling people, but nobody's home. So then they decide to, uh, oh, somebody calls the house. Right. Asking for somebody. I don't know who. Uh, and they tell her that uh, that they're going to Jamaica. Yeah. She tells them uh, to be careful because, because ja- Jamaica can be a dangerous as well as a beautiful place. <laughs> yes, indeed. Which leads to yet another perfect line from Heather, which is, tell her to break out. <laughs> I want I want breakout to catch on Breakout's so badly. I don't I didn't even remember breakout. It it, it was only Heather. You have noted Heather. the term breakout numerous times during this podcast. Yeah. Another I'm, I'm trying to make it happen. Yeah. I'm it, trying to continue the work that uh, Heather B started. I don't even really know what it means. Yeah, it's like get out of here. Yeah. Oh, breakout. 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 It's fun to say. It's, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult to say at first. You gotta but make maybe it there'll happen. be. Two I'm trying to start saying fresh again, and that's taking a fair amount of effort. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I'm. I don't want to say dope anymore. Yeah, dope's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. I like rad. I've always liked rad. Rad's good. Rad's really fun. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, uh, also somebody comes in again. Heather. Heather's. I think. I mean, th- it's a Kevin episode, but Heather's kind of the stealthy star of this episode. Somebody comes in as they're calling strangers and starts making noise, and she says, "Shh, we call in people house." Because <laughs> what it. they're doing is like they look at the phone book, and uh, and Heather's like, "Oh, this one's name is." Alice and she's like hello is Alice there yeah it's Louise yeah uh, I'm going to Jamaica yeah then the next person is Gregory, Gregory. and, and uh, Gregory. Julie goes oh I think uh, we're gonna call him Greg mm-hmm. but I was gonna say that despite the fact that this is uh, clearly an episode where they put put activities in the mix to provoke yeah it really was a great example of just young people hanging out doing stuff they do when they're exactly. bored exactly you know yeah yeah, just, yeah, hang, like, a, a bored in a way that you can't be anymore. Yes. There's always something for you to do. Or Maybe on their phones. Or something for you to contact no. or whatever. Yeah. You can't, you're not allowed to be bored anymore. 
We here we see in this episode. I think we see the light and the dark when it comes to uh, to Heather and Julie's relationship, specifically just like the kind of shorthand and fun humor that they have together. Yes, I think them calling strangers and just having fun and la- like that's a thing that you do when you're that age. Yeah, then you just can't stand it. You're laughing so right, hard. Right, right. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, they also are not funny later on in the episode, but we'll get there. Um, uh, from there, okay, well, I guess we'll get there now. Uh, from there, they go to the Meadowlands. Yes. To see the Charlotte Hornets. The, yeah, the Charlotte something something. I don't know. We're I, not I don't sports know. people. About, uh, basketball, and I will never care. Baseball, I keep trying to care. Basketball, I'll just never care. B- baseball, you go to the game, it's kind of fun. Basketball, don't like, care. they're just scoring, 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 and then it, it becomes... Squeak, squeak, squeak. Yeah, the squeaks, no, thanks. squeaks are tough for me. Not a fan. Um, okay, so they go, and then Larry Johnson is is involved. He's doing some stretches and calisthenics. He's, yep. you know, he's, he's signing things for young children. Marky Mark's Good Vibration is playing. Yep. Um, and, uh, and then Heather goes, and this would have been terrific if they had left it there, but of course they don't. Heather says, oh, hi, Larry Johnson and I heard you wanted to meet me. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> Delightful. What fun. Yes. What a f- what f- the fun beginning of some repartee. Oh, if only it had stopped there. But it doesn't stop it there. It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there at all. No. Uh, because then he goes and plays a game. He plays a full game. Like, as a basketball player. So he's got a lot of things to think about. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, and Heather's like, oh, I can't believe I said I, you wanted to meet me. I, I am so crazy. I'm so crazy. And then they go backstage. I don't know if you call it backstage at a sports game. But that is, is evidence that that you're not a sports person. Yeah, we yeah. went backstage. I once called the tryouts for a, uh, uh, my, my roommate in college, tried out for the basketball team, and I was like, oh, one of the auditions. Yeah. yeah. I was like, nah, not a sports person. I call a crowd at a sports game an audience. Um, so they... Uh, they, they go backstage and they labor and beat the fuck out of this you wanted to meet me joke. Yes. Like she brings it up like five more times. Yes. He doesn't know what she's talking about and doesn't care. <laughs> uh, Heather comes in and says, I'm the one who said that I told her that you wanted to meet her. I get the information. I give it to her. That's how it works. It's just like they just won't yeah. let it go. Yeah. No. I've certainly been there myself. Writing a funny thing until it fucking the wheels came off. Right. Well, that's the, the, it was it was a lovely uh, sequence of Heather Julie bonding. I it enjoyed was. it, but, um, but I also it's just you know sometimes shit's not funny. Yeah. Or or they could have edited eighty percent of that shit out. Right. Uh, they they are backstage or whatever it is in the locker room or whatever, uh, laughing and talking and hugging. Yep. According to, uh, I mean, for what it's worth, it may not have been funny, but she hugged Larry Johnson a lot. She sure did. That's all she wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, and what's playing? Cece Peniston's "We Got a Love Thing." That's so, right. I mean, you tell me how well that yep. went. Yep. Uh, uh, they they missed the last bus uh, back to New York, which should not be a problem because there is a production van that will take back. <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to know about that, but they're not going to f- fucking be stranded. This isn't Survivor. That would not come for many, many more years. Well, as a person with MTV experience, would they be like, no, you have to take the bus, and we're all going to meet you back in... It. If there's no bus, if they missed the last bus, which it kind of looks like they did... Right. Uh, then, no. They can't leave them stranded out I know, there. but... They can't do it. Uh, now, maybe they would. But, but would like, they Would they be like, okay, you have to... We're going to go to the Port Authority with you, mm-hmm. film you getting on the New Jersey Transit bus, uh-huh. and then we're going to meet you at the Meadowlands and watch you get off the bus. Yeah. Or would that just be faked? I I think they probably took the bus out there. Wow. I would imagine they took the bus out there wow. because we don't see them. We just see them kind of go down the escalator. At yeah, the Port Authority. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we don't see a bus. No, but I'm, but I'm sure on the way back they they yeah, they got to hang out. They probably got to sit up front. Uh, okay, so from there 
we go we go back to the apartment now yeah. this is i need to discuss something yes um i think everything that we see with the fight between becky and kevin happens the night of the prank because everybody's wearing the exact same thing. Are they really? They are. Uh, Kevin's got the tribe vibe right, shirt on. Right. Uh, Norman has the the kind of psychedelic shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, every everybody's wearing exactly what they had been wearing. Right. So I I think I think there might have been some producer deception. No. Yeah. I do. I no. but I, but it, but also like that is that is a lot to have happen all in one night. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I can I can see them being like, "Look, you guys, we need some stuff." Yeah. Kevin, come to the fucking loft, will yeah. you please? Yeah. And we'll well also I I so they the that the part that begins which mm-hmm. ends so dramatically so dra- I mean it's, I'm, I'm still shook up yeah well like well, like, the, like you and me like our usual uh, uh, air of of jollity just went punctured quiet it's utterly punctured um so Norman and uh, and Becky are laying on a couch I thought they were stoned they do seem kind of stoned yeah they were. They were passing a Dr. Seuss hat uh-huh. back and forth between them. So whichever, yeah. where did they come from? It was like at that time of life, everybody there was one everywhere. Yeah, like in every dorm, somewhere on the hall, mm-hmm. there someone would have a Dr. Seuss sure. hat. Show up at a Jane's Addiction show and a, oh my a God. cat in a hat hat. Yes. What was more fun than that? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, okay. So, but I'm trying now to determine the timing of everything because. Mm. They they start the meal, right? Right. Kevin's not there. Kevin comes back. You're totally Zapruder filming this. this I am. Is great. I am. Because cause it's, I, unless everybody just never changes clothes through the entire season, which right. I, which doesn't make sense to me either. But uh, so, so he would notice everybody changing personalities and freak out about it. Right. Uh, did he come back that night? Or did he come back the next day? I, he came back that night, I, and I tell you what I think oh, happened. Okay. He went down like after he's like, "You have had sex, and you are a nerdy gay, yeah, and you yeah. are wearing a hat like for some bluegrass. reason." Bluegrass. Yeah. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. He goes downstairs, and a producer was like, "Kevin, you have to go back up, and we have yeah. to shoot some footage of you." Okay, which would put somebody in a bad mood. Yeah. Don't set somebody off. Well, he okay. wasn't. He wasn't in a bad mood when you first got back. Uh-huh. He was like, "I can't believe I yeah. really thought you did something terrible, like have sex, Julie." Yeah. Okay. So what happened then is that this is out of order because then because uh, uh, Becky came back mm. and Eric was like, right. he took off. He took off, or no, it was Andre who came back. Whatever. More. Everybody starts to come back. Uh, then the fight happens. Right. Then some other night they go and see Larry Johnson. Right. But they just inserted that into the middle of this episode. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is all one night that they just sort of, they play with the timeline right. a little bit. But we're, we're hip to you. You don't fucking show me a Tribe Vibe t-shirt twice <laughs> in an episode and expect me not to notice. No, no. Not you. Nope. What's your uh, middle name? Pardon? What's your middle name? Robert. Oh, not David Robert Holmes. Oh, cheers. Uh, Ross. 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 I like that. Oh, thank you. Wow, Ross Doty. Family like name. Uh, okay, so then uh, Becky and Julie, no, uh, Becky and Kevin just have the, the kind of fight that 22-year-olds have. Yeah. Which, or however old they are. Which is like this mixture, because we started out and... Um, and I fucking hated Kevin. And as you remember from other, uh, from earlier episodes, yeah. he also went to Eugene Lang, right. and my girlfriend had a crush on him. Right. And was in a poetry class with him. Was like, He's the best poet in the class. Mm-hmm. So I, I was predisposed I to mean, hate him. I've seen a sample. She's not wrong. 
<laughs> like was, blood busting forth from a uterus. Does that happen? No, I guess it happens. Yeah. I guess it happens. No, no, I'm not um, yeah, um, but, but all poetry was like that. Come on, yeah. you can't you can't sing like Kevin Powell. Yeah. But um, so I was surprised when the argument first starts happening, and he's like, "You don't really understand what it is to be black and to sure. get pulled over by the cops." I was like, I was like, holy shit, Kevin Powell's right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Not, not that that's shocking. No. But just that my enjoyment uh, or non-enjoyment of a reality reality TV character uh-huh. impacted my political consciousness. Sure. And I was a bit ashamed. Yeah. Well, who should really be ashamed, I think, is Becky. It's yeah. 1992. Yes. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton and Al Gore are crisscrossing the country in their, in their, in, on, the, on their bus tour. Well, what I what I love is it starts out as the quintessential dumb political conversation. Yeah. Uh, just so vague and dumb. Yes. Uh, she's I, I wrote, like, I, wrote, I don't care. It doesn't matter who you vote for. You should, everyone should just do their thing. I wrote down the quote. Yeah. I don't think there's much that we can do other than what you do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. That's, that's pretty, Becky. That's pretty impressive. Uh, by the way, it fucking totally matters who you vote for. <laughs> yes, exactly. It totally fucking yeah. matters who you vote for. Um, it may be not as much as you want it to, but it matters. It matters. Uh, we also know that this, uh, that this fight is heavily edited because toward the end of it, I would imagine that it probably went on for a good 40 minutes. Right? Sure. Uh, Heather is there, utterly silent. Norman is there, utterly silent. Uh, you have to imagine they interjected at some point. Right. They, they just make it a very uh, Becky on Kevin moment. Um, I want to know what we missed that led to Kevin saying, who cares about farm ethics when you live on 110th and Washington or whatever? Uh, how, how long were we on farm ethics? Well, I at some at some point uh, he's uh, he's calling her uh, you know un, you know unreasonable or, or naive, and he says that's a beautiful song that you can put on your album, Becky. Oh, but she gives it right back. She, hey, uh, chip on your shoulder or not? Ooh, that's yeah, that's 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 heavy. That, that what's the word that I'm like? It's hostile. Yes, it's a little hostile. Yeah, and uh, then he calls her a racist. Yeah, well, race plus power equals racism. Yes. Is what he I says. never. I I remember hearing that and being like, ah, I've never heard of that word before. <laughs> I was in a very conservative, very you know, largely white college, right? And uh, I had never thought about it that way. It took a guy in a tribe vibe T shirt to fucking uh, teach yeah, me. Yeah, did. And then, and, but, but then immediately he thereafter, out. he starts talking about her moodiness. Yeah, like it's ve- this is very like people in their early twenties because it switches between like like ultra political to ultra personal to like uh-huh. you know it's like it's like systemic racism blah 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 and you're really moody yes and then yes. back to systemic racism and then back yeah. to you know well you're never in the house and you know let me and uh, and also this is there's some really good there's some they both do some great power moves in fact they they kind of they do the same power move in different ways and it's fascinating she says you're not moody honey then oh don't don't give a Kevin a honey yeah because then then oh she started with the honey she started with the honey but then he immediately is like st- like just yeah. comes at her and ends everything with honey yeah and it's like well you fucking you live by the honey you die by the honey Becky whatever your last name is he said what she says when she as she walks off is is you're full of shit and he yells after her your mother's full of shit stupid bitch stupid bitch yeah so that's like like he went nuclear he, yeah he absolutely went yeah. went right to 10 yeah uh, we got to get back to this 
uh, I, it's cliffhangers galore. I didn't realize. I thought that these were more kind of self-contained. These episodes, but they're no, not. no. It turns out that uh, they're they're keeping us. Uh, and we would have to wait for a week. Yep. To see another one. Yeah, we How could we stand it? I don't know. We somehow we lived. Oof. Somehow we lived. I spent right. the time getting out the phone book, calling up people at random, telling them about my vacation plans. Tell them about Jamaica. To be spiteful. Yeah. yeah. Well, Greg was a trooper. All right. We'll see you in a minute. <laughs> 